Bear South Jersey. I'm meteorologist Joe Martucci. Welcome to another episode of Something in the Air podcast. We are recapping the month of November here and join with me as we do always in the beginning of the month, the New Jersey State Climatologist, Dr. Dave Robinson. Great to be here. So we are talking to you on December 3rd, comes a day after where we did have snow for, well, we're going to say not South Jersey, but up your way over at Rutgers University in North, has some snow here to uh, begin out the month of December. How uh, how was the snow up by you yesterday? Um, fickle. Fickle. We're, we're too low in elevation to get the temperature cold enough for it really to stick tremendously. And then uh, where I was sitting, a little west of campus, we were shut out of the moisture. So I came over to campus this morning, and there was a whole whopper inch and a half on the ground. And by my place, five miles away, uh, less than an inch. But, you know, we're splitting hairs here. Uh, you just have to go up into the Watchungs, um, couple, five miles away and up a couple hundred feet, and they had five inches. Uh, then you head up into uh, even over towards Woodbridge. Uh, it was a very interesting situation with that, what called deformation zone, as you know, set up a little bit further east than expected. So we didn't get our four to eight inches, um, but the moisture flux gave enough moisture up through the highlands to give them up to 10 to 12 inches up at the higher elevations uh, up in the highlands of north central Jersey. Yeah, and uh, it, yeah, it was a pretty thick gradient depending on where you were and and i'm gonna uh slide on in to say a lot of these totals you probably got from the coco ross network would that be correct i basically i've looked at the weather service totals briefly but i have a lot more faith <laughs> no no apologies to the weather service uh they're busy doing forecasting i've seen a couple of seemingly inflated totals um but we share um, our, many of our spot, uh, our Kokoraz observers also serve as weather service spotters, um, and, and we share. So it, it, it's terrific. The more observations, the better, because, you know, first of all, it's very important for, say, hydrologic purposes, uh, particularly when we have big snow, snowpacks and the danger of flooding from snowmelt. Um, it helps verify forecasts that are made. And by having a lot of observations, we can pick out the clunkers, if you will, um, and do some quality control. Although you have to be very careful in an event like this, because just a matter of miles and hundred, several hundred feet in elevation made a big difference in how much you got. Sure, sure. So when we go into the, the month of November, you know, it was pretty wintry for the month. We ended up below average. Uh, Atlantic City International Airport, we were 3.6 degrees below average, but could have actually been even lower if not for the last week of November. And just a couple of stats here from November 8th to November 14th, those days, there were four of those days that were more than 12 degrees below average. We saw high temperatures in the 40s, and we saw low temperatures in the 20s and even teens. And that's more in the middle of January cold rather than the middle of November. So as a whole in South Jersey, where, where do we end up when it comes to temperatures for the month? Yeah, you're absolutely right. We ended up on the cool side. Both uh, Atlantic City Airport uh, and Atlantic City Marina were 3.6 degrees below average for the month. Um, at the airport, it was 43.2, the marina 45.8 near the somewhat milder water. Um, both of them had their eighth coldest November dating back to 1958. 
Uh, that's when the airport records began. Now we have records back to 1874 at the Atlantic City Marina. And in that case, it was only the 37th coldest, giving you an indication of how November's have generally gotten warmer in the last 50 years compared to the previous 100 years or so. But the fact is, this was our, our only the second month this year that's been below average. March was barely below average. You have to go back to last November to find a more substantial below average month. And actually, you have to go back five, six years to find a month that was this cold relative to normal as what we just had. So uh, kind of rarities these days. Um, we just finished the ninth warmest October and the ninth warmest September. And then zap, uh, we, we major pattern change literally as the calendar turned from October to November. Um, and we've been settling into a, a predominantly cold pattern for the last five weeks now. Yeah. And uh, has this been going pretty much as planned when it comes to looking at what the winter could hold for the area? There's really no good correlation between November temperature and what the rest of the winter might bring. Um, the, the atmosphere just doesn't have that kind of memory um, to, to give us much of a hint. And, and this year, without an El Nino or a La Nina event in the tropical Pacific, there's even less skill to the long-range outlooks, not just in New Jersey, South Jersey, um, but across the United States for that matter. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you turn to? Um, basically, the climate community and the long-range forecasters look to what's happened recently. In other words, how have the last 10 years been compared to the previous 30-year average? And they've been warmer. So your first and best guess is that this winter is going to be warmer than the 1981 to 2010 average period that we all use. Um, you know, in a year, we'll go to a 1991 to 2020 average, and that will include the last 10 years. So it's going to be warmer. So it's going to be more difficult to have a positive anomaly because you're going to be comparing it to a warmer baseline period. Uh, I, I won't get any more confusing than that. Um, but the fact is we, we continue to warm, um, but that doesn't exclude the fact that on occasion we're going to have some cold months um, and below average months and witness what we just experienced in November. How often are we seeing below average months as opposed to above average months? Is there, is there some stats you have on that? Yeah, I don't have numbers on all above and below. Uh, hmm. The one I, I talk about a lot recently is we look and we have a, a graphic on our website that shows the five coldest months of each of the 12 months going back to 1895 and the five warmest. The last time New Jersey had one of its five coldest months was November of 19, excuse me, December of 1989. Since that time, there has not been a single month of the year that's ranked among its five coldest. Now, during that time, almost, well, it's 30 years, we've had 45 months that have ranked as the top five warmest in their given month. So 45 to nothing, a shutout, when you're looking at the five warmest versus the five coldest. But that doesn't look at all the intermediate ones. We'll have to take a look at that. Hmm. Interesting. Well, 
you know, we were below average, which, like you said, is fairly rare for us now. But we also had a little teeny tiny bit of snow during the month of November down here. And that came on November the 12th. We had a full trace, which is an unmeasurable amount of snow here in uh, South Jersey. Um, can you talk to us a little bit about that event and just put it in context? Is mid-November snow a rare thing we would see here? Not a flurry. Um, you know, up in the north, you'd see it the first, second week of November. It's a little early to see it right at the coast. Um, that was, as I recall, uh, cold air was filtering in and a storm off the coast was departing. And that morning, southeast Jersey got clipped with a little extra moisture and it was just cold enough to send some snow flurries down. Uh, the rest of the state had some blustery snow flurries that day but it was a little more intensive for a short period of time in the Southeast. And again, that ushered in very cold and very dry air over the course of that day. Yeah, it did. I actually, after that day, well, actually, how about we start off with what happened on that day? It was 61 that morning, probably around midnight, and then the low was 26, reached around midnight as we go into the 13th, and then the next day prior or next day after was 37 for the high. So it was windy and wintry too. It felt like the twenties during that time. Um, but just kind of zooming out from the snowfall. I mean, we had a little bit of rain here, but not a lot. I mean, at the airport, we were just about half of what we usually see 1.55 inches, 3.27 is the normal. So, you know, going back this time last year, we were saying we need the rain to stop. Uh, now we're going into November and it was, fairly dry. Where do we stack up there? Yeah, it, it was a dry month. In fact, you have to go back to November 2012 to find a month that was as cold and dry as this one. And we're not just looking at November. It's, it happens to be that it was a November. But you have to go seven years to have the combination of the cold and the dryness. We've had colder months that have been wet. And of course, we've had warmer months that have been dry. Witness September. So it's been a real seesaw this past fall. Well, September was very dry, and given how warm it was, there was we were really drying out. We were getting to early drought stages. Then along came October, which was mild, but became quite wet. It was about the 15th wettest. And then <laughs> yeah. back into dry weather um, in November, but being how cold it was and the growing seasons ended and such, um, you didn't notice drying out like we did back in September. So we've really flipped back and forth. But my goodness, we've been so wet for the last couple of years um, that we're bound to have a, a few months, a few dry months um, show up along the way. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what the biggest event we had down here was on November 24th. We had 0.56 inches of rain. Was there anything super notable with any events, you know, even looking elsewhere in the state? Was it pretty much just a solid soaking for us? Was there anything extreme when it came to flooding during the month? And not, not the coastal flooding, we can touch on that, but just the regular rain flooding. No, there, there, there was really nothing. That was the one soaking of a day that was kind of statewide. Um, you know, interestingly enough, the, the really notable, if you will, exciting event of the month was the Halloween night into early the morning of the first when a squall line passed through the state um, and an EF1 tornado touched down uh, in and around Madison 
uh, in Morris County at about five mile path on the ground. Um, and that was 23 minutes after midnight on November 1st. Another interesting piece of trivia, the temperature at midnight as we went into November 1st was the warmest temperature of the month in hmm. across the state. Um, it was 74 degrees up in Duke Farms at our Hillsborough station in Somerset County at midnight. Uh, a lot of other spots were 73 and it didn't get any warmer. The rest of the <laughs> So no, midnight on the first of the month was the warmest. I, I, I'd have to go really into the trivia books to find when that's happened before. Yeah, well, it it was just November doing its job, right? We cooled down, and it was finally just listening to us and saying on the first, that's where we're going to be the warmest, and then we'll keep diving down for the rest of the month. Yeah, I think but, it, I think it played along nicely. Uh, yeah, but you talked about that cold second week. There was one day, I think it was the thirteenth of November, maybe it was the fourteenth. High Point Monument had a high temperature of 17 yeah, and a low of 11. I mean, that's much colder than a normal late, mid-late January day. Right. And as you said, it was very, very much winter-like conditions there for that week. Yeah, and just, just give people an idea because, you know, I, being in South Jersey, not many people are venturing up to High Point. Uh, <laughs> just talk about what high point really means to the climate in new jersey just putting it in context and can we like do a real brief comparison an elevator pitch of what's going on between let's say cape may and high point throughout the year yeah i mean sure uh it's 1800 feet elevation to begin with 1803 um so conditions there um in in the summer are often what we find along the coast. It's very tough to get a 90 degree day up at 1800 feet. And it's a little work to get a 90 degree day right on the, uh, at, at the beach. Although easier than up at High Point. High Point did not hit 90 once this past summer. So uh, temperatures are five to 10 degrees cooler um, on average um, at High Point than many spots elsewhere in Jersey and even more so when you go down to Cape May. Uh, average snowfall up at High Point. We haven't had a station there in a long, long time, but they average about 60 inches of snow a year. And down in Cape May, it's more like 10. Um, so yeah, you know, it's a, quite a quite a difference. Although temperature more so in the winter than in the summer. And all my uh, Cape May bubble people down in Cape May listening, that one was specifically for you because I've done. I'm going to say two talks this year where everyone's saying, well, we're just so much different during the winter than we are elsewhere. And, and there is a little bit of truth to that. It is uh, yeah. not as snowy and it's a little milder, too, as we go through the winter. But Cape May still holds the official position of having the biggest snowstorm on record in New Jersey of 34 inches uh, back in eight, February 1899. So. Cape May folks can keep that in their hip pocket if they ever want to compare to what we see up in the highlands and up on the Kinnatinny Ridge at High Point. All right. See, there you go, guys. There you go. There's, it's, it's, uh, it can be feast or famine sometimes here at the shore. Um, turning elsewhere into the month, um, I, the only other thing I would say was fairly notable was Thanksgiving Day itself. And just because of how windy it was, we had a peak gust of 52 um at atlantic city international uh airport during that time anything notable with the winds you found out during the month 
just at the the squall line on the 31st into the first mm -hmm. had similar winds, but they didn't persist as long. They were there for an hour or two. Um, the definitely the uh, day before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving, uh, this significant pressure gradient set up with a low to the west, a low to the east, and high pressure by us. And we get caught in what's called a pressure gradient. Um, it's like, you know, the, the uh, isobars of pressure are closely packed, like the lines, the contour lines on a uh, steep hill on a topographic map. And, and you know, that is a, if you roll the ball down there, it goes pretty quick. It's, it's a very, what we call a sharp pressure gradient. Um, and, and, and with that, you can spin up some awfully strong winds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a very windy day across here. Thankfully, power outages were pretty few and far between for us. Uh, looking ahead into December, of course, it's the holiday season. Anything uh, specific that the Climate uh, Network has going on during the month? Uh, no, no, just keeping up with a little bit of chores, a couple stations we need to fix up and keep an eye on, and hopefully the weather cooperates so we can get out to those stations once in a while. We made a major switch in our network in the last month, we took our database up on, into the cloud. Um, our servers were getting old here on campus and they were filling up and we were starting to run into trouble with server space uh, and speed. So uh, a real major change mid-November, uh, we're gonna be migrating all of our processing activities up into the cloud as well. Um, so that's kind of thing that people don't really know about and we don't want them to know about and they don't need to know about because that means everything's running well. <laughs> that's but right. These are the things we have to worry about behind the scenes, not just a station having a, an instrument fail or having communications issues. Um, but literally we bring in a half a billion observations every year from our network. And there's a lot to manage there, particularly when we want to make it available publicly in real time. And we do a lot of processing of the data into different products, including the maps and the tables that we display for, for the public use. And I would be remiss to say that you're also a professor as well at Rutgers and final season's coming up. So how are we looking on that front? Oh, I have 50 term papers arriving on Thursday <laughs> and the final exam to give in grade. And it's all part of it. Uh, I think any teacher, wherever they're teaching, will tell you the teaching's wonderful, but the grading, not so much. Not so much. It's 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 tedious, but and of course the students would say, well then let's skip the grades. But uh, we all know that can't occur either. So yeah, it it's it's a it's going to be a busy couple of weeks coming up to finish up the semester. But but that's okay. Then we get a little break and it's right back into the spring semester. All right. Well, actually, I'll tell I'll tell you a story about grading. Now that you got me uh, remembering, so I had a class at Rutgers. It was a computer science class where our midterms burned in a fire. Did I ever tell you this story? No. Oh. <laughs> so, this was 2011, I'm gonna say. We had a midterm and like the next class, our professor came in and he said, I, I don't, he came in like really like stunned. And we were like, what's going on? He's like, I, I don't know what to do. Like our, our, the test burned in a fire in my apartment. 
and you know i'm okay but the apartment's not and we were all like you know we were like well what does that mean he's like and then he's like talking out loud with us he's like i don't know if we should give everyone like a b and then go forward to the final i don't know if we should just skip it i don't know if we should just you know redo it and we were all you know fingers crossed we're like maybe we'll all take a b everyone could be okay with that turns out he gave us another midterm I think he let us use like open notes or something like that. But yeah. that was the uh, that was the craziest story I ever had when it came to grading. Wow, that's crazy. I mean, I remember once giving a final exam. Uh, it wasn't a big class, and I was going up to the mall, the shop right from there to do holiday shopping. Mm -hmm. And I was so afraid to leave the exams in the car. And I think I was going out for the weekend and wanted to grade them that I carried them through the mall with me <laughs> as I did my holiday shopping. <laughs> I bet you uh, some of the students were hoping maybe you would, uh, you know, buy them a gift with the uh, with the test as well. I probably gave them a good grade as a gift. See, there you go. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's all that's right. Well, we'll call it a wrap here. Um, we will be back with you in the beginning of January and. I don't know. I, I haven't told you about this yet. I know uh, Dr. Robinson and I have spoke, but we are both going to be at the American Meteorological Society Conference in Boston coming up in January. I'm sure we will see each other then. Maybe if Dr. Robinson is a uh, is free and so graciously allows, maybe we can do an in-depth podcast about your life. Um, we, we can talk about it. It doesn't have to be personal life, just how you got to where you were. But we will definitely, in the beginning of the month, uh, do a recap for you for the month of December. Sorry to put you on the spot there. That was just a thought I had earlier today. Okay, okay. <laughs> we can talk. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You were a very busy person during uh, the AMS conference, and uh, I'll be giving a talk as well. So maybe our paths will collide for a little bit, but maybe not enough for a podcast. We'll see. We'll be back with you in the beginning of January either way. Until uh, then, have a great holiday season, everybody. Happy New Year, too. Uh, we'll get you a mid-month uh, podcast out. Probably going to be an interview with somebody. We're finalizing the details on that. Um, any last words, Dr. Robinson? No, I just wish uh, you and everyone wonderful holiday season. And uh, I look forward to talking to you numerous times in 2020. I know. It still feels like the future to me, 2020. I don't know. You don't remember going to 2000, do you? <laughs> I do. I remember. I was. I was. Uh, I was. I was young, but I remember it pretty good. Actually, I do remember Y2K pretty well because everyone was talking about what's going to happen with the computers. So obviously, we all ended up okay. So we survived Y2K. We survived the rapture. I think we're going to be uh, okay here in uh, in South Jersey. So all right. Well, until then, everybody. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Something in the Air podcast. We will be back with you in your audio feed very soon.